Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 300 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about tips for navigating orthopedics for new providers. We're going to discuss frustrations that I hear from medical providers about orthopedics. We're going to review how to build a base for your orthopedic evaluations, talk about the importance of value-based care, and discuss how to improve orthopedic evaluation and management skills. But before we get started, I'd just like to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. You've all seen the name Chattanooga in rehab clinics. Chattanooga has been a staple for all your traditional clinical equipment needs, and they are now carrying modalities including high-powered laser, focus shockwave, and radial pressure wave devices. These modalities have the ability to transform your practice from both a clinical and revenue standpoint. Trust me, I have patients traveling over an hour to come have radial pressure wave treatment in our clinic. Click the link in the show notes to request a quote, schedule an in-person demo, or get more information on their new modalities. You can also visit their website at www.lightforcemedical.com. All right, folks, here we have it, our 300th episode of the Ortho Valpal podcast. We've been podcasting for over five years now. I can't get over it. I mean, it was like when I hit episode 50, I thought, wow, how did I get here? And I didn't think I'd get any further than that. And then, you know, people would send in questions and comments, and we would just have different types of content to put on. And uh, we just continued doing what we love to do. Uh, we are now over 500,000 downloads and uh, over 500 videos on YouTube to complement what we are doing on the podcast. So um, oftentimes, if we have a topic that we're talking about, uh, run over to YouTube and uh, check out some of the content we have regarding that content. Oftentimes, we have patients who have actual you know, diagnoses, and we do an evaluation on those folks, and you can see the real thing in the, in the real patient. So, um, But before we get started today, I just want to do a little recap about where we've been and where we are going. Um, I want to start with a few thank yous. You know, many people ask, why do you do this? And, well, it's certainly not for the money, uh, that's for sure. But there is a little bit of income that comes in, and I thank the sponsors for that. Also, they uh, they help, you know, to um, keep the Ortho Eval Pal uh, podcast going. Um, but I do it because I love it. I love to teach. I love to spread the word about what I've learned over the last 31 years as a PT. Uh, I like to teach what I've learned from uh, mentors of mine and the, the, the folks that I've learned from. Um, and I just want to help anyone exposed to orthopedics who just needs to feel a little bit more confident about working with patients with orthopedic issues. Um, but in order to do that, you know, I have to have a support group. And I first want to thank my support staff, which is my family. You know, they know how passionate I am about orthopedics and uh, and why I do what I do. I know it's not always easy to live with a podcaster and a YouTuber. Uh, it's not uh, uncommon to hear, you know, dad is recording right now. Or, um, you know, maybe I'm doing a recording and somebody tiptoes past me to get to the refrigerator to, to get something uh, while I'm doing my thing. So I usually try to get up real early in the morning, try to get this uh, gone before everybody gets up. And uh, But uh, sometimes, you know, I just do it when I need to do it. And um, that works out. And, uh, you know, I also need models for my videos. Videos. And so my wife and kids, you know, have been recruited many, many times and, uh, you know, they work for free. So it's uh, it's great that they help me out to uh, do some of our videos. 
So I just want to thank them for, you know, being patient with me and for helping me out uh, through this process. Next, I want to thank Dave Allen of Dave Allen Graphics. Uh, Dave and I are like uh, stepbrothers twice removed, we call each other. Uh, his mother, his father-in-law married my mother-in-law. And Dave is really good at, uh, you know, doing some audio work and uh, splicing things together for me, uh, giving me a little confidence or maybe telling me that... Um, you know, I need to change my mic or change the way I'm doing some of my recordings. So Dave helps to piece this all together uh, for us. So Dave, I really uh, thank you very much for all the work you've done uh, over the last five years and helping to keep Orthway Valpal on its feet. Um, I also want to thank our sponsors who help to support the show. Our current sponsor is Chattanooga Rehab. You know, they have a long history of providing medical equipment from modalities like RPW, radial pressure wave therapy, and laser to high-low tables and assistive devices and, I mean, tons of equipment that help to make you know, our medical lives easier and better. So be sure to check them out. I'll have links in the show notes, and uh, it's great uh, for you to just kind of see what they have going and uh, see what the newest and greatest and latest is. Uh, They're super folks to work with and uh, have been uh, really uh, gracious to uh, sponsor our show. So thank you to Chattanooga. I also want to just put a little shout out to some former sponsors like Easy Slant LLC, Mainly Technology, Robin Healthcare, and MedCore Professionals. And just to let you know, I was on the phone with uh, some of the folks from MedCore recently, and when they found out we were having our 300th episode, they said that they wanted to do something for our listeners. So what they want to do is give a $100 off discount on a Saunders cervical traction unit. So all you have to do is go into the show notes and go to the MedCorePro.com contact us link. Use the coupon code OEP300 and they will connect you with a Saunders cervical traction unit and give you um, $100 off. Now as some of you know who have been listening to me for a long time, I did my research with the Saunders cervical traction unit. Absolutely love it. I've been using that unit for over 25 years now. Uh, It is the only cervical traction unit that I use. So uh, this is a great deal. Be sure to get over there and um, again, thank you MedCore for um, helping us out and uh, doing this little promotion uh, today for our 300th episode. Uh, And then finally, I want to thank you, our listeners, uh, for being there week after week and for listening, for all the great comments, the ratings, the reviews on on Apple Podcasts, for submitting questions to the show. Um, Thank you so much uh, for being there. I just uh, love hearing all the stories and uh, getting together with some of you folks and uh, chatting about some of the topics that we've, uh, we've talked about. So... With that being said, I want to get on to today's topic, which is navigating orthopedics for new providers. Now, I often hear frustration from providers who may have gone through medical school or I've even talked to, you know, PTs and OTs who've gone through doctoral programs and and said, you know, I learned a lot in school, but stepping out into the real world is just not the same. Um, you know, seeing real people with real diagnoses, maybe with multiple diagnoses, is very difficult. Personalities can be different. Um, there's a lot more psychology in physical therapy and in managing orthopedics uh, than we would think. Um, and uh, and so I hear these stories. I hear stories like, you know, I was exposed to very little orthopedics in school, but a majority of my patients now have orthopedic issues or maybe 
I have a very limited amount of time with my patient and I don't feel like I can adequately evaluate them and make proper recommendations. And really, that is why I made OrthoEvalPal. So we can kind of condense um, these evaluations and make proper recommendations for folks and then treat them appropriately. So the first thing I will say is, we have all had these frustrations. I don't matter who you are. You've always had, you know, we've all had these frustrations at one point in our careers and maybe even in everyday life. Okay. Um, so when I ask medical providers who have been immersed in orthopedics for many years, and I'm talking about experienced orthopedic practitioners, and I say, how long did it take you to feel completely confident doing an orthopedic evaluation and referring them off or maybe managing them or treating them. Um, and most of these folks say five to 10 years of clinical practice before feeling you know, close to 100% confident with the evaluation, getting a diagnosis, and treating the patient. So there is a lot to learn, okay? Um, and having having good mentors and, uh, you know, taking good classes with, with folks that are experienced um, can really make a big difference here. So, uh, again, lots and lots to learn. Um, so I want to get right into some actionable tips for how to overcome these feelings of being, quote-unquote, inadequate or maybe being stressed about these types of situations. So, number one, you can't cure everyone. All right, get that into your heads and, and, and get that out of the way because um, it is, it's very interesting to watch young therapists or young providers who you know, get out into the field and they feel like they have to make everybody 100% better, and that is impossible to do. But one thing you can do with every single person you get in touch with, with is help them in some way. All right. Maybe get them more information about the diagnosis that they have. Maybe refer them to a specialist. Maybe let them know that you're going to look into something and get back to them um, and give them some actionable and helpful tips on, on how they can manage the situation that they are in. Maybe they will have back pain the rest of their lives, but how can you get them to get into and out of a chair better? How can you get them to travel a little bit better um, and do their daily activities that you, know, um, you don't spend all of your day doing with them? Uh, so remember, you're only there with them for for, you know, a half hour, an hour, maybe two hours in the clinic. But what happens that other, you know, 22 to 23 hours of the day when they're not with you? Uh, how can you make their lives a little bit better, even though you may not be able to cure their issue? Um, number two, get back to the basics. Review anatomy. I, I cannot emphasize this enough. Uh, you know, get back to your orthopedic anatomy and and you'll find that whenever you see a patient in the clinic, it's just going to be a lot easier to, you know, do your selective tissue tension testing, identify if this is muscular, if it's tendinous, if it's ligamentous, if it's neural. Um, you know, understanding that will really make your uh, evaluation a lot better. And I always say, you know, if we could all have the opportunity to go back to Gross Lab after a few years of being out in the field, I think that would be a, a tremendous resource for providers and would be very helpful in getting back to looking at those structures that maybe you don't, you don't remember from Gross Lab. Um, and, you know, getting in there. And, and once you see it and you apply it, it's going to work that much better. That's why when I give my courses or whenever we talk about anatomy, we really talk about how do you apply this anatomy uh, in the real world. 
Number three, make connections with people who help to guide you, okay? And I emphasize guide um, because you should not affiliate yourself with people who are just going to give you the answers to your questions, okay? So you want to communicate and, and connect with specialists, experienced providers, and mentors. And you need to be able to be comfortable asking them questions and having them kind of make you think about what you think the answer should be, okay? So you will learn a lot better that way instead of just being given the answer and then they take off and they they apply it. Um, it's very important that you have this thought process about why you have what you have and why you're doing what you're doing. So um, make sure you connect with folks who can guide you, all right? Number four, don't be influenced or intimidated by social media, and please don't let your patients get trapped there either, all right? Much of what you see is not practical for your needs. It's unbelievable how people will put up on the internet, this is the number one stretch you should do for this particular problem, or this is the number one exercise, or they will show you seven, the seven best exercises for lumbar spinal stenosis, and it is a 20-year-old uh, gymnast giving these exercises, and a majority of our patients are not flexible, they are not athletes, uh, and they may not fit that picture. Now, you can use the internet as a tool, and it's good to have some creative exercises or treatment techniques that, that can be helpful when you treat patients, um, but they need to be appropriate for your patient, and you need to be comfortable utilizing these tools, okay? Um, and so don't just do it because some expert out there says that this is the number one exercise for a particular issue. It may not always apply to you and your patient, so remember that. Number five, um, review differential diagnoses. If you have a diagnosis that maybe you've, you've looked at your schedule for the next couple of days and you see, gee, I've got this patient coming in with radiating arm pain or uh, something like that, check out some of the differentials. Get that kind of in your, you know, in the back of your head. Remember that, you know, let's say somebody comes in with radiating arm pain, you know, think before they get started, could they have an MI? Could they have a herniated disc? Maybe they have thoracic outlet syndrome, or they could have neural entrapment. So they can have a symptom that could lead to different diagnoses. So keep those different diagnoses um, kind of, you know, in the back of your head while you're evaluating patients uh, so that you don't miss something out there. Because uh, as I've said in the past, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and um, smells like a dog, it's probably not a duck. So uh, remember that. Number six, utilize continuing education courses. Uh, learn from the experts with experience and practice what you've learned. Okay, you can go to these courses, but if you don't bring that back and utilize it and uh, and practice, especially in orthopedics, you know, when you have special tests or selective tissue tension or you need to use your palpation skills, um, practice that. Practice on a coworker or a colleague. And, um, you know, I, I give this example all the time. You can understand, you know, what a Lachman test is, but I don't know how many people, how many practitioners I've seen do a Lachman test and do it completely inappropriately. And um, if you don't do it right, it's not going to give you good information. And so if you don't do a good Lachman test and uh, you say, yeah, this looks like a stable knee and you send them back out on the field and that leg gives out and gives out and gives out. And we just saw this recently uh, where uh, a young lady, you know, has been evaluated three or four times and kept 
being put back out on the field and uh, the, the leg keeps giving out and, and now has a meniscus tear and ACL tear and uh, you know has suffered for a long time with this um, so you know practice those things that you learn when you're on courses and uh, you will just get better by doing and um, so that's something that I just want you to, to remember number seven know when where and why to refer patients out okay um and this is where, you know, value-based care comes in. Just because somebody comes into your office with a diagnosis doesn't mean that you have to treat them, all right? It's your job to give them direction, to evaluate them, make an assessment, um, clinical, use your clinical judgment. Uh, I have had, you know, people come in and, and you know, I, I had this yesterday. This happened yesterday. A, a, a provider, a, a physician called me and said I was mowing my lawn. I sprained my ankle. Can you take a look at me? So she came in and um, she had, you know, half a, she had well, probably more of like a full golf ball on the lateral side of her foot. And um, I, I, you know, looked at her, evaluated her. I found that she had a little anterior laxity with an anterior drawer test. She had uh, some exquisite point tenderness to the distal posterior uh, fibula and um, some exquisite point tenderness over the tip of the fibula distally. Um, significant swelling, no other swelling elsewhere in the foot and ankle, uh, just really all laterally. Uh, she had a negative squeeze test at the fibula. But, you know, she says uh, I was just diagnosed as uh, being osteopenic and, um, you know, she's able to walk on it very well, no problem there. But, uh, you know, I, I said, I don't feel comfortable with this. I think you need to have the, an x-ray on this. So you could have an avulsion. And, um, you know, because you're osteopenic, puts you at higher risk of developing some sort of a fracture. And, um, you know, I could bring you in here and do all kinds of treatment. But um, what you need to do is get it elevated, get it compressed, get in a walker boot, get over and get an x-ray, uh, and rest this foot for a little bit, and then come back and see us. And uh, so she texted me just uh, you know an hour later, said she went to the uh, x-ray department, had an x-ray, and she does have an avulsion fracture. And so you know it's not something I'm going to take care of right now. We need to let this rest and settle down and immobilize. And uh, But she will be back, and we will take care of her when the time is right. So um, you just need to know when you, are, uh, you know, when you need to refer out. That's very important. Um, so with that being said, folks, you know, just let me know what your struggle is. Shoot me an email and I'll see what I can do. You know, I'm sure that there are many other people out there with the same struggles uh, and the same questions. And I've seen this. I've gone to courses. I've got many courses in the past where, you know, uh, I have a question and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should ask this. Am I going to look stupid if I ask this question? And then somebody raised their hand and asked the question there. And everybody else is like kind of, you know, nodding their heads saying, yeah, I had that same question. Um, so, you know, shoot those questions over to me. Um, and if it's something that I can throw into a show uh, to help you and to help others, I will certainly do that. Um, you know, I hope you enjoyed our 300th podcast episode. I plan to continue bringing as much content as I can uh, and information-filled episodes. Again, thank you so much for listening. Be kind to each other and take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there. <laughs>